Welcome to the Higher Ed Demand Gen Podcast, helping higher education marketing leaders share knowledge about learning, strategies, and tactics that are relevant today. See what you can learn today by listening to one of our episodes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Higher Ed Demand Gen Podcast, hosted by Concept3D. My name is Shiro, and I will be your host today, and I'm really, really excited to today to be talking about how to really increase your social media engagement, even up to over a million views on social channels. And so for that, I'm very, very excited to introduce our guest today, Courtney O'Banion. She's currently serving as the Director of Digital Marketing at Miami University, which is in Ohio. Welcome to the podcast, Courtney. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. Awesome. And I do love asking this icebreaker to every one of our guests. And so, Courtney, what do you love about higher ed? Oh, my goodness. I could name so many different things about higher ed that I'm really liking. So I did not come into higher education with that traditional background. I actually started in retail and healthcare marketing facets, um, mainly in social media and When I came into higher ed, um, I really love the aspect that I am helping and mentoring students. Um, Being on site at Miami, which is in Oxford, Ohio, um, we actually just have a really great cohort of students and being able to see them grow and develop in their areas, whether that's business, um, the creative arts, Um, entrepreneurship, which has been something I've been learning a lot about over the last couple months. Um, That is so rewarding, as well as just seeing everything that the faculty does, um, all their research, um, all of the relationships that they're building. I'm also an MBA student myself at Miami, and um, I've actually gotten to see firsthand just what that faculty relationship looks like. And it's just it's been an amazing experience to be able to market something that you're really passionate about. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's great. And, um, you know, talking about your role, can you tell us a little bit about your position, your role, you know, and I know it's constantly morphing, but you know, can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yes. So I started in my role as director of digital marketing here at Miami in July. So I have been there a little over eight months. And when I came on board, my responsibilities are overseeing a social media team, um, which has been an amazing ride. They are just such a creative um, team and wonderful to work with. And then also just overseeing our um, digital marketing campaign footprint, um, working with our agencies of record, and then also working with our university partners on developing campaigns um, based on their goals that they have for the university. So just really trying to help elevate their stories, their message, and what they're um, trying to achieve. Thank you so much. And I know you have a lot of experience with social media, particularly. Can you tell us a little bit more about what the power of social media is and could be within higher education? Yes. So something I have noticed in higher education is the ability to be the first person on a channel. Because if you think about it, you have students that are very tech savvy, (laughs) 
And they probably know more <laughs> than we do. Um, they mm -hmm. have had technology at their disposal um, since they were kids. I think, you know, my era, you know, I was that generation that um, got introduced to Facebook. MySpace was probably the most popular <laughs> one back in the day. Right. Um, social media is always evolving and being in higher education, I think you really have that opportunity to be that leader, um, but also being strategic about it. I think you definitely need a team that has been well-versed, but also listening to those personas, which your target demographic is going to be those students. So I think within higher education, it's really about that creativity, as well as being able to have that team that are specialized in social to be able to follow mm. through on that strategy. What what do you mean by specialized in social? Is that the way I'm interpreting you saying that is, you know, people get it, right? People understand how to talk on those channels, how to communicate with the students that they're trying to talk to. Like, is that what you mean by that? Or yeah, so I would say when I say specialized in social, um, there are different areas of social that you need to really think about. So when I think about social media, I'm thinking about it from a lens of we have folks that are creators. And when we're working with students, um, it's being able to interpret those stories that they want to tell, but also having that oversight of someone who might know that social landscape. Like we mm. just don't want an intern just posting on social. It needs to be intentional. We need to, yeah, align with the university. We need to know what to say and what not to say, just knowing the space and what's happening. So just having that guidance and that mentor relationship is just so important there. Thank you for clarifying that. Appreciate yes. that. Yeah, I, I can see that there has to be a middle ground between, you know, people who are good creators, but also making sure that you're reaching business or institutional objectives. So yes. I love that. That kind of goes into my next question I had pretty perfectly. So, you know, how, like, like you said it, like, I think when I, you know, went into university, I was, I don't even know if Facebook ads targeted me about the school I went to. I don't even think it was a thing yet, <laughs> you know, and this is a little over a decade ago. And now the landscape has changed a lot. I clearly work in marketing still. And social media is one of those things that's always so hard to quantify, right, into numbers. Like, what does a million impressions mean? And, and so to translate that into a business value. And so, you know, what are some of the goals and KPIs you're using to help understand successive campaigns? Yes. So I would say... Um knowing both the intent of your organic and paid strategies, I'd start there. Um, they really need to align together. Think of your organic as that storytelling message. So when we look at mm -hmm. organic, um, those are the communities that you're building um, that really are already invested in your university, whether that's alumni, your students, your prospective students. So what we really try to measure there is that storytelling lens. So impressions, how many people are reading your stories, how many people have seen your stories, um, and then rolling that into engagement. Um, really, I think engagement's probably your most important piece of that organic plan. Just how are 
you engaging with that community, interacting with them, and then also social sentiment. So I think you can look at your competitors and look at that share of voice over time. How are people engaging with you um, to the extent of are they commenting on things and taking it to that next level of analyzing that data and just maybe even giving that to your admissions team and saying, hey, look, you know, this college, you know, we've noticed this piece of sentiment on social. How can we look into this a little more and, you know, make that change? So I think it's, you know, about not just being social media, but also being part of that brand experience and partnering with those different um, areas of your campus. That's amazing. And you mentioned sentiment. So are you seeing like a topic that has worked and doubling down on the topic or the sentiment that you've, you've seen work before? Is that kind of your process on, you know, creating successful social media campaigns? That's correct. So I think, you know, where I really as a leader, I want to make sure that those who are involved with social every single day are keeping an eye on what that narrative is on social. So we do have like custom listening dashboards. We're also looking at trends that are happening on social. We're listening to people and what they want to see. And what we've also done too, as people have started here at the university, because we are building a brand new team, making sure that they get a tour of campus to understand Mm. this campus story. I think, you know, from past jobs, what I've learned about social is you cannot talk to your community until you know your brand. So that is something we're really trying to invest in is making sure that people understand Miami, the story, those um, campus initiatives, um, the campus traditions to make sure that we are creating content that is going to build those conversations. That's amazing. And let's talk about some success stories that I know they're based and related to your brand, but, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, how you were able to get over a million views on social. Um, And can you tell us a little bit about this success story or campaign that you ran in the past? Yes. So with that, we have worked with students um, that are Miami students and they understand the brand. So we have partnered with these students to create content um, that is of interest to our campus. One of the most recognized areas of Miami's campus is our seal. Um, Some folks um, in higher education might have something similar when it comes to final Mm -hmm. exams. Don't step on the seal. This is a campus no-no. You just cannot step on the seal. You're going to flunk your next exam if you do. Um, So these students and these students actually are part of our entrepreneurship program. So they are actually very um, well-tuned to social. Um, They were able to create a piece of content around not stepping on the seal. Our team reviewed it, absolutely loved it because we know that is a campus tradition that is highly known and was probably going to drive a lot of engagement shared that to TikTok, got over a million views, 
And the team thought it would be a great idea because we get really high engagement on Instagram to cross promote that content. So took that content, promoted it on our channel. Um, it was just well received because everyone can resonate with that. And I think to add to that, we also create content that also um, is informative as well. So that's just one content bucket is just that entertainment piece. Um, we also talk about subjects that our students want to hear about. So um, mm -hmm. finals week, I think, is one that's going to be fastly approaching here soon. Um, <laughs> right. Yes, we actually um, have an intern that we work with very closely, and she had this idea of wanting to um, take a sheet, take it out to campus, hang it up, and just talk about health and wellness for finals. And it was this on-campus mm. brand piece that she and our associate director of social media were able to execute together on. And being able to have those relationships where you can team up with that intern to understand that audience persona, but also, again, having that person who has had that experience in social, being able to bring something to life on your campus, I think is just so important. Got it. One, one thing I'm resonating just listening to your conversation is like really working with the student voice, aka the current students who are really going through the journey that they're or story or narrative they're talking about in real life is has been impactful in creating, you know, good campaign content as well. Is that is that am I hearing that right? Oh, that is absolutely correct. We really need to listen to our students what they're most interested in and yeah, how we narrate that story and just be very intentional with that. That's amazing. And and do you also work with admissions and you know, I know social media has a big play, you know, to connect with alumni, like you said, current current students and you mentioned prospective students as well, but are there campaigns specifically designed to target prospective students, right? Because that's your new incoming yeah. class. Yes. So we do have an admissions team that we work with very closely on our marketing funnel campaigns. So think about prospective students. They don't know, you know, they're still trying to decide what college they go to. So that's right. where our advertising. Right efforts come in. So you might not see those campaigns um, organically. We are targeting very specific audiences and we do that very intentionally with those audience personas. So we do have um, this relationship with our agency of making sure that not only do they understand what our admissions teams do, but also ensuring mm -hmm. that we're able to activate and capture those um, prospective students and also parents, because they're very involved in that journey as well, um, knowing Absolutely. how to navigate and target across that digital marketing footprint. That's great. I like how you've set this up as well. You have a team, organic team internally, and you're giving the paid, you know, a partner, uh, a specialized focus, which is to target that prospective student group, which I don't know if you run paid ads, but yeah, you can you know, increase targeting and increase your audience with paid. And so I, I like how you've taken that approach. Yes. Thanks for sharing that. Yes, you're welcome. Cool.
and in our last intro call, I liked how, you know, how, how, so how do you get started, right? If you're a social media manager like yourself coming on board, a social media leader, how do you get started? And you shared the three core areas that you mentioned around social media. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit about that as well? Oh, absolutely. So just in my experience in the social media um, space, I would say one Social media is not a one person job. <laughs> there are so <laughs> many different areas. I think there's um, that misconception that everyone can do everything on social media. However, I think it takes a team to really activate on that, especially when you have a brand um, that is very active. And then also when you think of those paid advertising campaigns, um, there are so many different areas and the three areas that I want to really hone in on are um, data and insights, looking at consumer sentiment. That is one key area. I would also say community management. You need to have that always on um, operations and then also making sure that you have that relationship with your media relations team um, because as we know, in 2023, and even over the past few years, a lot of the times crises do happen. Um, and a lot of the time they will start on social, you might be able to mitigate this being a bigger thing. If you take the necessary steps in working with your social team on coming up with those plans of action. And then lastly, I would say the third area is content creation. Um, having someone on your team that's well-versed in graphic design, video creation, that can work with those teams um, on developing content that's going to resonate and tell that brand story. Mm -hmm. And I, I like how you're suggesting this. You can't expect one person to cover those three areas because, yeah, at they're different parts of the brain, right? And they're, you're, you're activating different parts of the brain. And so your suggestion here is to really build on those three pillars and create uh, intersections between them, maybe checks and balances. I'm not sure the right word here, but is that what you're suggesting here as well? Absolutely. I think, yes, you definitely have to have a team that has different specializations because it's only going to make your social media strategy stronger over time. Amazing. You mentioned data and insights, right? And sentiment switching gears a little bit. I think a lot of people look at social media as a tool to increase awareness and engagement, right? And really get views out in the very top of the funnel. And it's a, it's a, it's a casual tool or it's a fun tool, but it's also, I liked our conversation before, cause it's also a very strong sentiment tool and you can really learn from social media as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, how are you using social media as not just as a tool for increasing awareness and engagement, but also as, you know, learning from it as a sentiment tool as well? Yes. So we are still in the planning phases of this, but I will. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. It is a big, it is a big initiative that you have to get everyone on board across your campus with. Um, however, at previous um, jobs that I've been in, in that social space and have been so fortunate to work for a retailer who really emphasized the importance of sentiment. Um, 
it is a way to not only um, improve your customer service model, but also to bring together your campus partners. I don't think people realize how much sentiment comes in through social. We're averaging around 3,000 plus pieces of sentiment a month, and that's just on our core brand channels. Um, with that being said, I think being able to look at that sentiment, dive into it, is a great service recovery opportunity. Um, I think you think of those one-on-one -on -one communications, you can build that on social. Think of all of those comments and building that community with right. them. I was going to ask with those <laughs> thousands of uh, pieces of sentiment, are those all like DMs? Like, are they 6,000 DMs you're getting to the school account? What does one piece of sentiment look like or what can it be? Oh my goodness. Yes, that is a large question. And I would say that, <laughs> no, that's okay. It's a great question. No, we get direct messages. We get comments on different posts. So I think it's really important if your school is not using a tool to manage that sentiment, um, I would make sure that you're utilizing that tool to the best of your ability. Um, if you are using a tool, I think making sure that you have that structure in place where your team can have that service recovery strategy so you're responding in real time. Um, it's just so important to make sure not only are you creating good content, but you're following up with your constituents. But yes, direct messages, comments. Um, we're also listening outside of the space as well. So we have listening dashboards too that are pulling up sentiment based on those key terms and search words that we're looking at. Gotcha. But, okay, thanks for describing, yeah. Yeah. That's great. And so um, the, the customer's recovery uh, and service model that you spoke of, what what is that, how does that help the institution outside of just you know understanding what content resonates or works best or gets most engagement? How can it also go beyond and help the institution and other departments as well? An example yeah. here would be really good, I think, too. Yeah. I, you know, an example I think that, that we get quite often is around mm -hmm. um, how do I get into Miami? I think that is a question that comes up a lot is how do I start that application process? What is Miami like? Um, that is where I think we can tie in those admissions teams and start making those conversations happen and taking those conversations, not just online, but going above and beyond and taking it offline. If someone has a question, we're going to go above and beyond to get them in contact with someone, make that experience even more personal than just having someone giving that, you know, blanket message. We want to make sure that that experience from day one um, that they contact us on social becomes personal. So not just being on social media, but tying that back into that funnel for that one-on-one -on -one relationship. That's amazing. So you're taking information because obviously some students want have different communication channels. So you're taking what is their preferred platform, which could be TikTok or Instagram, but you're, you're setting those potential prospective student leads to other teams like admissions is, is what I'm hearing. That's so. correct. And yes, that is what we are working toward here in the future is making sure that we have that foundation put in place. That's very cool. I love it. 
what tools and this is out of my own curiosity like i look at comments on the podcast and my linkedin post manually but are there well are there tools that help kind of condense all that information together or are you copying pasting into spreadsheets Oh, absolutely not. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, any way that we can work easier, faster, get those questions answered. um, We Mm -hmm. do use a third party platform um, to navigate those conversations. So the tool that we use has that um, customer service um, area where it pretty much pulls in every single channel. Cool. Okay, cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's awesome. And do you think other schools are using uh, this this customer service model that you speak of really well? Like, is this something new? It's the first time I've heard of it, you know? Uh, and so I'm just curious if you have a suspicion other schools are doing this or doing this effectively. Yeah, so we actually have set up. And I think that is something too. If you aren't thinking about this, Think about not just competitors in the higher ed industry, but think about also looking at competitors outside of higher ed. I think a lot of the times mm-hmm. think about just our competitors in higher ed for inspiration, but also looking at those other brands that inspire you. Um, I would say just looking at that landscape right now, um, I do not see that, but um, it might be happening. However, I do feel like this is a area um, that I don't see a lot of, yeah, responses on. When I look at that outside landscape and I'm seeing um, a lot of content being pushed out, but I think what we can do better as a higher ed um, landscape, I think what we can do better is taking that next step and building those relationships one-on-one with individuals. Love it. Personalization. It's a word I hear a lot. And this is, I think, one great example of how you can use social media, which I feel like often isn't thought of as a personalization tool, but you can, this is how you can use it to personalize some of your outreach. Love it. Thanks so much again for all your insight and share. I was wondering, you know, for our audience, where can they connect with you or what you're doing, the great work you're doing at Miami University? Yes, I would say if you are a prospective student or current student, we are on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, as well as TikTok and Instagram. So um, yes, we are on all of those platforms. You can also visit miamioh.edu. Um, to learn more about our institution. Um, personally, I am very active on LinkedIn. So I would just say if you would like to connect, um, I am Courtney O'Banion and then Russell because I just got married, but I have not changed my name yet because I will be traveling the next few months and do not want to change my name just yet. Right. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks again for joining us today. And thanks for our audience for tuning in. Uh, if And of course, if your school needs an updated interactive map, virtual tour or centralized events calendar, please reach out to concept3d.com. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you.